Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. Welcome back to another episode of the Filter Through Brain Cell podcast, where hopefully you get a little bit smarter each time you listen. I just wanted to start off with a quick review, and this one came from Mary as a comment on Facebook. She said this, teaching our kids critical thinking is one of the most important things we can do. It is a game changer in a world where the cards are heavily stacked against them. You go, girl. Mary, thank you. Thank you so much. I could not agree more. I think it is a game changer to know these skills in these worlds and not just for our kids, but for me, I'm thankful I finally learned these even in my forties. So, um, I think it's awesome. I am guys. I'm so thankful that so many families are realizing how important this skill is. And I'm so honored to get to help on this journey. So I would like to ask a favor. If you have not left a review for the podcast, wherever you listen to it, would you pause for about 10 seconds and just do it not right now? You could leave a five-star rating. Hopefully you think it's worth a five-star five rating. Um, or you could just take a minute to leave a review. It would mean so much to me. And it does help to get the show, uh, get new traction with new listeners. So thank you. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate that. Okay, so today's fallacy we're going to have a little bit of fun with. I just recently learned about this one, and it made me laugh as I was studying it. It is called the if by whiskey fallacy. And I'll tell you in just a minute the history and how it got its name. But just to tell you what it is, the if by whiskey fallacy happens when someone argues both sides of an argument in a way that both people for the argument and people against the argument will agree with them. It's typically used in politics to support both sides of a particular issue. And you might be thinking, what? How is that even possible? So I think giving you an example will help explain it best. And the best example is to tell you where the fallacy comes from. So in 1952, a Mississippi politician named Noah Soggy Sweat Jr., yes, Soggy is his nickname, gave a speech in which he was supporting both sides of prohibition. They were arguing whether they should abolish prohibition or keep it, right, whatever. Um, And this is the speech that he gave. It's not long, but it is hilarious. At least it's hilarious to me. So I'm going to read the speech to you. And obviously, I will add emphasis of my, it is my own emphasis. I don't know how the speech originally sounded, but I think this is so funny. And this is going to point, you will see the fallacy in this speech. Okay, here goes. My friends, I had not intended to discuss this controversial subject at this particular time. However, I want you to know that I do not shun controversy. On the contrary, I will take a stand on any issue at any time, regardless of how fraught with controversy it might be. You have asked me how I feel about whiskey. All right, here is how I feel about whiskey. If, when you say whiskey, you mean the devil's brew, the poison scourge, the bloody monster that defiles innocence, dethrones reason, destroys the home, creates misery and poverty, yea, literally takes the bread from the mouths of little children. If you mean the evil drink that topples the Christian man and woman from the pinnacle of righteousness, of gracious living, into the bottomless pit of degradation and despair and shame and helplessness and hopelessness, then certainly... I am against it. 
But if, when you say whiskey, you mean the oil of conversation, the philosophic wine, the ale that is consumed when good fellows get together, that puts a song in their hearts, and laughter on their lips, and the warm glow of contentment in their eyes, if you mean Christmas cheer, if you mean the stimulating drink that puts the spring in the old gentleman's step on a frosty, crispy morning, if you mean the drink which enables a man to magnify his joy and his happiness and to forget, if only for a little while, life's great tragedies and heartaches and sorrows, if you mean the drink, the sale of which pours into our treasuries untold millions of dollars, which are used to provide tender care for our little crippled children, our blind, our deaf, are dumb, are pitiful, aged, and infirm, to build highways and hospitals and schools, then certainly I am for it. This is my stand. I will not retreat from it. I will not compromise. Okay, you guys, how hilarious is that? This dude totally supported both sides of the argument and did it in a, dare I say, kind of masterfully hilarious way or hilariously masterful way, whichever way you want to put it. If you weren't listening carefully, it would be easy to just hear the part where he agrees with whatever you believe and to assume that he's on the same side of, as you. But is he really? Did you come away from his speech really knowing where he stands? No, of course not. But when your biggest goal, as his probably is as a politician, is to stay popular and relevant, get reelected, coming out strongly either for or against a hot topic is not going to help you be popular. And I think it was so funny as at the very end, he says, this is my stand. I will not retreat. I will not compromise when all he did was compromise. The entire speech was one big compromise, not coming out for or against it or actually coming out both for and against it. So the issue with the if by whiskey fallacy is that the person committing it is refusing to take a side or they're taking both sides. They're just trying to be agreeable to everyone. They're being totally lukewarm on a particular stance, not really saying anything at all. It's kind of a form of two different fallacies. One is the relativistic fallacy, which we covered just a few episodes ago. And it can also be a form of equivocation, as in this speech, right, where he certainly managed to change the meaning of the word whiskey, and he used both definitions to make both sides of his point. So the reason that fallacies like this work is because words matter. The wording and the verbiage we use to describe an issue affects people's perception of it. And this guy's speech was a great example of this. Here's another example of how speech matters and the words that we use will change people's perception. Okay, say if I were to try to get 500 people's opinions on euthanasia, imagine if I asked half of them what they thought of doctor-assisted suicide, and then I asked the other half what they thought about death with dignity. Okay, do you see? I was asking about the same event. I was asking about the same topic, euthanasia, but I used two different words. I used doctor-assisted suicide, and then I used death with dignity. Do you think I would get the same answers and responses from the two different groups? No, of course not. I would have, I would get very different answers simply because of the wording that I used. And politicians often commit this fallacy when they change their messaging to appeal to the beliefs of whatever group they're speaking in front of. For instance, if they think their audience prefers green energy, they're going to talk about how they support solar and wind energy sources. If they think their audience prefers more traditional energy, they'll talk about coal and gas sources. 
do you see how that works? And sometimes they'll talk about supporting both because they want to have support from both sides of the issue. Anyways, this was a super funny one to me, and I thought I would share it with you guys because I thought you'd get a kick out of it, and it is a new fallacy to learn. So the question to ask yourself if you think you're facing the if by whiskey fallacy is this, what does this person really believe? Yep, there you go. It's plain and simple. What does this person really believe? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through a brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter it through a brain cell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.